In this episode of the Burritos, Breaks, and Flies Micro Tip Podcast, we chat with local fly fishing legend and veteran guide Matt Gilligan Coles of Gilligan's Guide Service about fishing for trout in the hot summer months on the Truckee River, both on the California and Nevada side. We cover all the essentials that will help sustain our wild trout fishery during the summer, such as best practices with correct tippet sizes, appropriate rod weights, time and temperature, and fish handling all elements that are relevant to a trout survivability. A big thank you to our supporters and sponsors, Loop Tackle, Adams Built Fishing, and Oxner Insurance, as they help make this podcast and our fly fishing adventures possible. We hope you both enjoy and learn from this podcast, so let's get it started. Welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies, and this is a microcast. Today, we will be talking about warm weather and how it affects trout, and what to do and what not to do, and we have Matt Coles from Gilligan's Guide Service joining us today. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, anytime. Glad to have you on. So, yeah, and the reason I brought you on is, you know, you're 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 kind of kind of the big dog on the river at least in my eyes and the group of guys i go fishing <laughs> with we, we, <laughs> so, i'm the i'm the old dog on the river the old dog you're the old yeah. dog but you, you you've been guiding for for a few years to I say might the not least be the ma- i might not be the big dog but <laughs> definitely getting old so <laughs> <laughs> but i mean you you got you 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 guide on both the california and the nevada side pretty much all year round right yeah yep yeah, and uh, so I, I don't think there's really anyone out there that probably has a, a better overall picture of the Truckee River than you do, and that's kind of why we wanted to, to talk to you today was, hey, we got we got some super hot weather on us right now, and it's yeah, we do, and it's not going to get any better. Even if it cools down 10 degrees, we still have hot weather, um, and I think it's important for our listeners and anglers to understand the effects of hot weather on trout and what it can mean in the long term for the fishery. And I know this isn't your first rodeo when it comes to hot weather. So kind of wanted to pick yeah. your brain real quick and, and just say, hey, you know, what what's what's your take on it? What's your best practices? You know, and, and we could talk about things like sure. hoot, owl, hoot owl and effects on fish and what you've seen over the course of time and what you think works and doesn't work. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think this, this year we're lucky enough to even have, I think the water that we have in the river right now, you know, I mean, it's, it's not as bad as it was in, uh, you know, 2014. Right. I think that was the worst year we had, you know, I mean, I was looking at it the other day and it was 75 CFs here in Hirschdale today, you know, and today it's 450 CFs. 55 cfs right now so big difference <laughs> it's a huge difference um but we've had a lot of hot weather you know i mean it's 95 it's been like 95 degrees here you know for in the entire week and 
so it's been warmer than average you know i mean i can remember when i was a kid or when i was younger it would never be 95 in trek you know hardly ever you know what i mean right. and so now it's hotter um right. and so yeah you know i i took a water temperature the other you know every morning you know every morning i'm out i'm out on the river every morning these days so you know even at like seven o'clock in the morning here the water's 63 degrees you know wow and that's pretty warm you know i mean if it gets above 68 we really don't want to be fishing you know so it's 63 degrees at seven in the morning and i thought of that too comes from the fact that all the water right now is coming out of lake tahoe lake tahoe is just all surface water you know so that's warm water right coming out of the lake there's really hardly anything coming out of boca when when water comes out of boca it should cool down some but you know probably just a few degrees you know what i mean so sure it's not going to be significantly um significantly cooler unless we get cooler weather you know we can get some colder overnight lows so um we'll you know we'll see what happens i mean we're going through the worst couple months june and july and like the first two weeks of august are always the hottest you know at least up here and then in, in august it cools down a lot at night so we can get if we can get to like the middle of end of August, we'll we'll be all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it does get a lot colder at night in August, you know. So because falls, you know, September, you know what I mean. At least up here in Reno, and in Nevada though, it's a lot different. A lot different, you know. I mean, it is. That's like nuclear hot down there <laughs> this year. <laughs> that's 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 an understatement. And then it's it's. You know, it being a little bit more wide open, and like you said, nuclear hot, your your temperatures just, tend to rise quicker on the Nevada side than they would. Yeah, you know, say, I mean, say up where you're and at. it never cools off down there until like friggin' November. You know, I mean, it stays hot <laughs> in Reno right. from from like May to November. You know, um, right. yeah, it's just hot down there, and and there's less water down in Reno. It's 450 here, 450 CFs here. It's like 330 in Mogul. You know, and then it's 250 out east. Yeah. You know, because the city of Reno is using all that water. You know, 85% of the water comes from the Truckee River. You know, the city of Reno takes 80, 85% of their water comes from the Truckee River. You know. Yeah. And Reno's growing. You know, like Reno's huge. It's it's a big city now. You know, so. Um, Keeps growing. Keeps and growing. So what are we gonna do about these trout? You know, and, and this heat, and. It, when you're talking about trout, like, well, we shouldn't be fishing if the water's above 68 degrees. You know, right. you, should, you just shouldn't be out there fishing, you know. Um, right. So I think the, the best thing to do is to buy a stream thermometer. You know, they're $10. And don't just do the surface part of the water, but, you know, put it down, like, on your boot or something and put it down in the water, you know. And leave it in there for a couple minutes and get a good water temp, you know. And right. if it's, if it's, you know, it's, if it's above 68, you shouldn't be fishing. If it's probably 66 to 68, there's a good chance of mortality, right? Correct. Um, and, and what I mean my mortality is that when it's, a, when usually the water is above 68 degrees and you fight a fish, they build up lactic acid in their system. And so when you release them, they swim away and die. It's just the same as if we, you know, if it was 105 degrees and we ran 10 miles, Mm-hmm. We stopped and took a drink of water and we ran out another 20 miles we probably wouldn't make it right i mean we we would have That's to great. run those 10 miles sit drink water in the shade and recover but a fish has a hard trout has to go back in that current and try to recover and a lot of times they can't recover you know 
and, and right. that's the problem that's why we don't want to be fishing for these trout when the water temps get warm you know um it's really unhealthy for them and what we need to do as an angling community community is spread the word you know and and the best way to do that obviously is on social media i think of the the governing agencies that manage these rivers, which is in California, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife in Nevada, it's NDAL, Nevada Department of Wildlife. Right. They should be spreading the word too, you know. I mean, they have social media outlets that they could be telling anglers and all anglers, not just fly fishermen, that they right. shouldn't be fishing these rivers. Anytime probably, I mean, in Nevada, you should probably shouldn't be fishing down there past 10 o'clock, you know. You're on um, the money. In, yep. You know, in California, you probably shouldn't be fishing past noon, you know, um, because the water's too warm, you know, and and they people have to get the word out, you know. They should, like they do in Montana, institute a hoot owl closure where they're essentially closing the river from midnight until noon, you know. Right. And just close the friggin' river down and don't let people fish at those times, you know. Um, I think it would be hard to do in Reno because of all the urban anglers, you know, and and all the bait guys and blah, 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 blah. But it could be done, <laughs> right. you know, right? I mean, no, absolutely. their job is to manage and protect the river. You know, that's what they do, you know, and they, and they should be doing it. But yeah, they're not doing it because I haven't seen anything on it, right? Yep. So, no, you're, you're right. And it, it, it kind of puts it, even though they're the governing body or the governing bodies, it kind of puts it in our hands you know basically kind of picking it up and and taking a little bit of responsibility to spread the word that the best we can you know not only to well get the word out there you know educate folks on it and and, and just spread the word and, and make it it's not yeah. like we're we're trying to tell people you know hey <laughs> we're not telling you what to do we're telling you why we're right. doing this because i mean basically it's like hey if you want to have and this way i look at it matt is like, if you want to have a decent fishery you know, in the fall, you know, moving into the winter, into the following season, it's like you kind of yeah. just got to back off. I mean, you got to take yeah. your foot off the gas and just be like, all right, I'm going to only fish three hours today from like my personal preference on the Nevada side this time of year is sun up to like eight, eight thirty. Yeah. And, you and can that, feel that. And that's you all you that. should be doing. You know? Yeah. I know. And, and like, and, yeah, I mean, and it sucks for me, right? You don't get up and guide in the morning. I got to wake up super early, you know, and try to get these people out there. And uh, I'd early. like to sleep in too. But you know, if you want to fish, you got to get out there early, and right. and get it done, or just not even fish at all, or just wait till it gets cooler. You right. know, right? If you want to, I mean, we have these amazing wild fish in the system here, and it's our it's our job to protect them, you know, and. One other thing I want to say is that, you know, I've, I've written some blog posts yeah. on my blog about um, not using too light a tippet, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and that's pretty and that's important. Like, you know, um, a lot of people Euro nymph this river now yep. and, um, you know, I've taught hundreds of thousands of anglers how to how to Euro nymph, you know, and but when but when they get done with me, I feel and they get online or they watch videos or they read books a lot of the Euro guys are fishing really light rods and really, really light tippet, you know? Yeah. And we don't right. need to do that here, you know? Um, right. I watched a guy like a couple months ago, took him 15 minutes to land about a 20 inch rainbow. Uh -huh. And I went up to, I netted the fish for him, you know, I helped him out a little bit cause, and I, and he got a photo. The water was cooler, much cooler, but 
you know, he's using six X and I could have landed that fish in friggin' 30 seconds. You know, I mean, I can land any fish in this river in under a minute. I don't care how friggin' big it is. Right. Right. You know, it doesn't really matter. Now, maybe if you're dry fly fishing, you may want to put six X on. Right. Right. You know, that's a different, that's a totally different thing. and, And that's a wholly, totally different situation, you know? Um, with your nymphin, you probably really don't need to go below 4x, especially if you're using fluorocarbon. That stuff is so thin and so strong and so invisible to trout that it doesn't really matter. You know, you don't really need to use 6x and play that over overplay and overfight that fish, you know? Sure. Um, right? I mean, I could friggin' tie, if I'm Euro nymphin, I could tie my leader, I could tie a 10-foot leader of tip it right to my tip top on my rod like a 10 care rod and land probably almost any fish in this river right i don't even need a reel right you know if you use the right size tip it you just you know it's just about how you use your rod and, and how you bend your rod and bring them out of the current to you you know and so don't overfight and overplay a fish especially when the waters warm you know yeah they're not gonna make it no and i'm glad you brought that up because i i'm i'm on the same page with you as being a big proponent for for stepping up, I mean, not only not only tippet size, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's probably the hugest thing is yeah, get away from that six x and that five x. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's just like these, these euro guys are preaching that, you know. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not really sure why because a trout can see eight x as well as they can see o x, right? Right. They can see everything, you know. They can see the hook on your fly. What they see is the shadow, and eight x creates a shadow ox creates a shadow right it really right. doesn't matter i mean you could probably put climbing rope down there and nymph with it you know what i mean right and then people are worried about that well you know 6x sinks faster than 4x and blah 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 it's all horse shit you know right Use more weight if you need to you know what i right. mean right well I you know, know. I, I do have a good question for you on that so uh you know why don't you talk a little bit about you cover tip it what about like rod size um, I, I yeah. believe I know kind of where you sit, but could maybe explain maybe why you would step away from, you know, like what, what's the typical like Euro setup? You're seeing like three weights. I've seen two weights out there. I'm like, what the, and this yeah. time of year, what, what would you, what, what's your year round? And then especially summer, I mean, would you step up to, you know, five, we stay at five, yeah, six, like, I even mean, more? Like, you know, if I, um, if I'm Euro nymphant or tight line nymphant or whatever you want to call it, I always fish a 10 foot four weight, you know, uh-huh. and it's not a Euro nymphing rod, you know? Right. Um, the, the best, the, my favorite rod is like a regular 10 foot four weight, you know, right. um, whatever brand, it doesn't really matter too much, you know, like, sure. You know, Sage X, Scott Radiant, any of those things, Orvis Clearwaters are really good. you know, um, any, any of those just regular rods that aren't designed for Euro nymphing, they have plenty of sensitivity, but you got a lot of lifting power with right. with that rod right i don't go over 10 feet because you lose you lose fighting power on a big fish mm-hmm. um so i use a 10 foot four weight year round if i'm if i'm euro nymphing if i'm streamer fishing then i use a, a 10 foot five weight you know that makes sense. usually yeah. i usually don't throw fly line i'm still using mono when i streamer fish right um yep. so it's not it's not i'm not throwing a fly line so i don't need a heavy a heavy rod to do that with you know um right but I just use a regular non-euro rod with a faster tip. Um, most of the euro rods are designed to catch smaller fish. Um, 
especially in competition, right? Every fish counts, you know, a, a four inch fish counts, six inch fish counts, an eight inch fish counts. And a softer tip doesn't bounce those small fish off, right? So right. a softer tip, there's no recoil on it as a faster tip has more recoil on it, you know? So we do bounce a lot of small fish off, you know, and I don't, I'm not interested in catching a bunch of eight inch fish on the river. You know, I want to catch right. those big animals, those big predatory fish. Right. You know, that that's what I'm interested in. And a faster tip helps set the hook better with that. You know, and, 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 and I tell people this all the time and they still go out and they still get like a, they still go out and get like an 11 foot three weight, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it is what it is. Right? right. But you don't need, you don't need that much sensitivity. Right. I mean, you could fish with a, a 10 foot five weight. You could urine it just fine with that rod, you know, and still have sense. Sorry. Oh, I plugged in there and still have sense <laughs> <laughs> and still have sensitivity, you know, um, right. but to each his own, everybody has their own style. You know, um, my rigs usually consist of something heavy on the bottom and lighter up top. Right. So my anchor flies are pretty big and heavy, you know, right. and it's like, it's like I'm a Neanderthal out there, you know, and, but I like catching big fish, you know, and if you look the best people on this river, like Duggo, he does the same thing. You know, he fishes with a 10 foot four weight and, and, and we're a lot alike in that aspect, you know what I mean? So sure, sure, but, but sure. You fish whatever you want. You want to fish two friggin' small ass size, 20 midges on six X, go for it, you know, but you ain't going to land those big animals out here with that, you know, oh. it's not, you're not gonna, so. Oh, hell, hell no. I mean, <laughs> Just a couple of days ago, uh, this time of year, I love I love going to the wet fly, right? Um, oh yeah, you're, okay. You're working slower water, and you just don't see it that much out here. So I think it's mm -hmm. another fun aspect is bringing an old old method out, and uh, I do I do fairly well with the I'm brown sure trout on that. Yeah, but I'm you know sure what? You so for the, but for the setup, it's like, uh, and to the, prove the point, like on those those lighter tippets, it's I'll have three X on a on a five weight and i'll Perfect. swing that and a matter of fact i got i mean first fish i think it was on saturday first fish comes slams me set the hook he takes a run and yeah. cleans the tippet right off and i'm like okay i can take that <laughs> well you're you know. you're probably getting those big you know your tips down probably when you're swinging so you yep. gotta use heavier tippet right you know you, you Otherwise, do. it's just instant boom. It's, it's probably instantly gone. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, those bigger fish. And I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you how big he was, but, right. you know, he was bigger than 12. You know, he was bigger than 14. Yeah. The way he hit that, he yeah. hit it like a truck. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I, I, I get skittish going below 4X, you know. It's, but I was going to say. It's tough. I don't know why people do it. You know, years yeah. ago, before the drought, they had a, um, one of the fly, the U.S. fly fishing team, when they had a regional competition in Reno. You know, and and all the U.S. The, the fly fishing team was here, right? And they all they all got schooled because they were using too light a tippet. And this is what before the drought, when Reno had, I mean, the, the fishery through there was unbelievable. You know, it still hasn't come back to those levels of those big fish mm -hmm. that were there. You know, six seven years ago. But I mean, they they all got their ass handed to them because they were all fishing too light a tippet. You know. <laughs> Right. And, and then and they had to move up to like three and four X because they were all getting busted off, you know, in right. that current. You know what I mean? So it, it well, is what like, it is, you know. Every fishery is different, you know. 
They are. They are, especially this one. This one can be a pain in the you-know-what sometimes, but it's, it's worth it that those pigs are in there. And I had one more I had one more topic on that hot weather. I think that's probably crucial. And that's and that's the netting and the, the handling and the release of the fish. What have you found, let's say, you know, during the hotter weather? What's your best practice? You know, hey, got Man, a if, it's, on, if it's not know. a true trophy fish, I don't even take their picture, you know. Right. So like for me on you know, you see a lot of guys Instagramming every day with fish pictures and it's like if it's not a huge ass fish, I'm probably really not going to take its picture in the summer, even even put it up. So I post a lot less. So I usually just don't even put it in the net. You know, I just I just slide my hand down the leader and boom, I don't even touch the fish and just unbutton that fish and let him go. You know what right. I mean? Right. And I mean, if it's a substantial Perfect. fish, then I you know I have a big net, a big rubber net. Yeah. And we'll just try to take a couple quick photos, you know, right? Because if, if it's somebody's fish of a lifetime, they they probably want a photo. And if you handle that fish right, he'll be fine, you know. And the littler fish would probably be fine too. Sure. Um, but I just don't even mess with them usually this time of year, you know. I mean, I don't need a bunch of 16 or, or 17. And nobody, you know, right? Everybody gets sick of seeing all those rainbows all the time you know right 16 or 17 right. rainbows i mean they're on this river they're almost cookie cutters you know what i mean so almost which is yeah, a good almost thing. on yeah. you know if you were in new hampshire that would be the state record you know what i'm saying but here it's like <laughs> right. you know it's just another fish you know right but but yeah right. man just be cool you know try to get them in quick and try not to even handle them if you don't have to you know if you're wearing the sun gloves and and all that stuff like you are in the summer take the gloves off right you don't want to touch right. any fish with gloves on well said. Um, yep. You know, take them off. You don't want to ruin their coating, you know. And that slime protects the fish, you know. Wet your hands before you ever touch a fish, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's and those really those important. are great points too. And and yeah, and, and I, I I appreciate the fact that you stated, hey, you know, it's basically hey, in and out, you know, if you can, don't touch them. In and out, boom. I mean, yeah. I mean I've seen it <laughs> you and I have both seen it where yeah. One, you got the person overplaying the fish, and then they take that fish out of the water, and and, and it's like it's it's picture thon, and they forget the fish is alive, and then Look, it like, and it can't breathe. It, it doesn't breathe out of the water. It doesn't. <laughs> like, it ain't breathing yeah. out of the water. When you throw them up on the grass, it ain't breathing. You know. Like, oh, oh, that makes me just, cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Just you know, it's, you know, these are wild trout that grew up from a tiny little egg. You know. Right. And so we owe it to them to, to let them go. You know what I mean? Right. And, right. And fish right. barbless hooks and, and, and blah, and all that stuff, you know, it's important. Yeah. Barbless you know. is, barbless is, is a key. So yeah, here, when we'll, we'll touch up on this real quick. Um, so, uh, basically like with, with rod size and everything. So you're recommending, you know, going bigger tippet, a little bit yeah. stronger rod, um, you know, keep, keep the fish handling to the minimum to zero. I mean, in the net, in the water. And if half the time these hooks should just fall out when you put them in the net, but if not, get right. it out and send them on their way. Um, and then just pay attention to those water temps. Um, I think we kind of covered quite yeah. a bit there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think just the biggest point is, and I, and I love your suggestion and I never even thought of this when you said, put the thermometer in your boot in, and then, that getting that measurement on or that reading yeah. <clears throat> on that water you know underneath yeah, you that top it. layer sure you know? yeah the top yeah. layer is warm the bottom layer is obviously much colder but 
right. try to get it down in there for a few minutes, you know, like three or four minutes and, and see what it is, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a great point. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Man. Well, cool. Well, we kept we kept this one short and sweet. But hey, before we go, one thank you, Matt, for for giving all your advice and pointers on on you know hot weather and warm water warm water trout fishing. Yeah. Um. But hey, real quick, if somebody wants to check out your blog, if they're not already checking it out, because it's one of the go tos for the Truckee River. What's what's your email address so they can check that out? Well, it's Gilligan's Guide Service. Uh, okay. Gilligan's Guide Service dot com, and then uh, you know Gilligan's Guide Service at Gmail dot com if you want to email me but uh well, yeah man you know check it out if you guys if you want <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah cool yeah. well thanks again matt for joining us and uh we hope to have you on in the future maybe we could talk a little bit more as we get into the fall about you know some other types anytime of fishing, but, absolutely yeah no thanks for having me i appreciate it yeah anytime and until next time tight lines Thank you.